thrusters won't stop firing. I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me on the range point four. This is control. Be reasonable. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency. Welcome pilots, you're tuned to the guard frequency, because as all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is episode 270 of the Best Damn Space Sim Podcast Ever, recorded on Friday, August 9th, and made available for download on Tuesday, August 13th, 2019, over at guardfrequency.com. I'm Henry. I'm Tony. And I'm Jeff, and this week's streaming services are brought to you by the Henry Web Internets, right Henry? That's right, Jeff. Remember, folks, Guard Frequency is not a one-way conversation. We welcome your comments over at GuardFrequency.com and Discord.GuardFrequency.com. You can also reach us on Twitter, at GuardFreak. Your feedback's an important part of what we do, so hit us up. Tell us what's on your mind. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to our shows at Feeds.GuardFrequency.com or by searching for us on iTunes. And if you're not doing anything Friday nights, then you should come and join us at 10.30 p.m. Central as we record Guard Frequency Live over at twitch.tv forward slash guardfreak. Do you like what we do? Want to help us make the best damn space sim podcast ever? You can always support the show by visiting our website, clicking on the big Patreon logo, and becoming a regular subscriber. We want to thank all our patrons who support us week on week, and we hope you consider joining them. The more support we get, the better show we make. Just head over to our website and click on the big Patreon logo to help out. And don't forget about our sister productions, Priority One and Heroes Rise. Priority One covers all things Star Trek, from the TV series to the MMO, the novels, the movies, and everything in between. Be sure to check them out at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Heroes Rise brings you up to date with the world of Dungeons & Dragons. Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern. Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com to discover their secrets. And the housekeeping is done, so let's get to the show. What have we got in store this week, Henry? In this week's Flight Deck, we bring you all the headlines from Simulated Space, including the latest news from Star Citizen, Elite Dangerous, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, and the best damn space sim that Jeff won't play, No Man's Sky. Next, we'll get the news from the Deep Black with Spencer McDunn on Galactic Public Radio. After that, we continue our audio adventure, Guard Frequency Origins, reviewing every one of life's mysteries. Finally, we open up the feedback loop and let you join in on the fun. Lace up your booties, campers. It's time to head out to the flight deck. 3175 Port Bay, hands on approach. Checker screen, call the ball. Don't get technical with me. Here are the top news bits from the world of space sims. No Man's Sky Beyond is scheduled for release on August 14th. I can certainly tell you I am very much so excited about this great game that I love very much that the copy says I have to say. Elite Dangerous has wrapped up its latest interstellar initiative and appears to be wrapping up Galnet, at least as we know it. Star Citizen puts Alpha 3.6.1 on the server and Crytek and CIG have sworn each other to secrecy. Rebel Galaxy Outlaw should be released around the time this episode is released, but you might have already watched about three dozen live streams of it already. Well, we'll go. let's go in reverse order here. Uh, so, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, uh, probably by the time you listen to this episode, I'll be halfway through the first chapter, probably, at least, depending on if anybody uh, interrupts me with, an, with, a, with a work phone call uh, against my 
against my wishes, but you know how life is like that. Nobody need uh, lost stuff for a while. The man's got to yeah, play well, no, games. Like on a, like at least for a day or two. I imagine uh, No Man's Sky, which we'll get to, will probably take longer than a day or two. But Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, I feel like I could jump in and jump out of with the stories and stuff. But uh, yeah, so I'm, 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 uh, my Twitter feed is blown up basically with every with Rebel Galaxy Outlaw's Twitter account retweeting all the streamers that they gave stream codes to to play the game before it's released. Now. I'm curious about the. I, I, I'm not curious about the live streams. I don't want the game to be spoiled for me, so I haven't watched a single one of them. I want to. I want to get the game new. I want it to be my first impressions. I want to see it for myself and, and play it for myself without any kind of, you know, preconceived notions. Uh, but isn't that a little odd for a first-person game that's kind of story-based, letting a lot of people out there to play it before the release date? I don't. It seems it struck me as odd. That, I don't that know. Does- that well, that does indeed and strike me as odd. I mean, I could see a beta test or a uh, stress test. You know, this. You know, <clears throat> we always talk about alpha, beta, but there is a stress test where they take the final code and they put it out uh, and almost in its final form and make sure that it's available. Uh, you know that it. You know, they stress it. Literally, they stress it. Right. <clears throat> But but pre uh, story driven game uh, uh, real I mean real life game stuff no I've never I haven't I rarely hear of that yeah I, I don't hear much of that either I see a lot of streamers because I watch a lot of uh, streamers and I see a lot of them that get the pre releases are like limited in what they can show um, for instance I was watching a streamer who was doing uh, a piece on uh, Astroneer and the uh, I think they're monoliths. The monoliths had just come out, and they weren't allowed to go mm-hmm. near those parts. Um, so, uh, yeah. you know, I would see with those kind of restrictions on don't pursue too much of the story or don't go past a certain point. But I don't. I haven't heard that any of those restrictions are in place. People are just playing. So I'm afraid yeah. to watch too because I don't want to ruin the story. Right. I, and and I mean, I get the utility of it. I guess is that they he, they're. Uh, I just saw announced that they are already making a little patch. Uh, before, uh, before the game goes fully live, so I mean, it's got some utility to it. I mean, they're finding some stuff. That's uh, a stress. That that's a stress fixed. test. That that's got to be what yeah. it is. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, maybe that's what it is. But it's just uh, like like we we're saying, I just uh, letting the story stuff get out before the uh, uh, game is is officially launched. It seems a little odd to me. It seems a little different. But you know, if uh, first day sales are through the roof because uh, somebody's favorite streamer got on there and played it and and showed off how cool it was then i guess it works but uh we'll, we'll see how it goes with uh, with that uh next up in the uh, short uh things uh, star citizen they've got 3.6.1 out there uh didn't see much of anything terribly interesting uh aside from the fact that they've updated the bartender again so that's good uh so 3.6.1 and new bartender physics are are in the offing did anybody catch anything that they wanted to chat about on Star Citizen wise? No, I haven't gone through my the, there was a Squadron 42 update um, that I got a letter. With a release date? Do they tell us do they tell us when it's coming out? They got the solid release date? No. It's been done for some oh. time. Most of the missions have been oh. complete for a while. Oh okay. I just wondered if there was a Should release date. Should be out any time there, Tony. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it didn't seem like there's anything too earth shattering coming from Star Citizen. Uh, very short update on the lawsuit thing. They filed a stipulated protective order, which basically means they're swearing each other to secrecy on all the stuff they show each other in the files. 
which means we won't get to see nothing unless there's a fight about it. And even if there is a fight about it, it'll probably be submitted under seal. So we'll just know there's a fight, but we won't know what the fight's about. So uh, it looks like Crytek is going to pay their bond and wants to wants to slug it out. Uh, they've got a few days left, I think, uh, to turn in that uh, cash to the court. And, and I think we'll, pro- we'll almost certainly see that filing here come, uh, come the next week or so. But after that, it'll probably be kind of radio silence for a while on the lawsuit until they either A, settle it, or B, uh, ge- uh, get geared up for trial. So uh, that's it on that bit. Uh, next up, uh, Elite Dangerous, we've got uh, a little bit of news. Not not the greatest of news in, in my estimation, but uh, they have wrapped up the Interstellar Initiative, and our prize this time is a Thargoid bobblehead for your cockpit. Uh, you only have to get, like, one Thargoid heart and ten meta-alloys, I think, to unlock the Thargoid bobblehead, which you can then display proudly in your cockpit if you're the sort of person that likes to put bobbleheads in cockpits. There's exposed wiring and coffee machines. Why not a bobblehead? Uh, so go ahead and, and uh, uh, check out your nearest technology broker uh, to acquire that uh, as, a, as a thank you for, as we kind of predicted, colonizing the Witchhead Nebula area. So they are, uh, story-wise, opening that up as another human settlement kind of a thing. Uh, there'll be several bases. Uh, there'll be a tech broker, a material trader. Uh, there's already a couple of starports out there. So that's definitely going to be yet another mini bubble, kind of like Colonia, uh, out there at the Witchhead, Nev- uh, Witchhead Nebula, right at the doorstep of the permit locked Coal 70 sector. A much more accessible uh, uh, offshoot yeah. of humanity than Colonia. Yeah, yeah. That's only, is it 600, 800 light years away? Something like that? It's not too far it's not far at all yeah it's 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 a stroll but not a long stroll but uh so yeah it looks like it looks like they are putting some infrastructure out there you can park your ships there and stuff like that i anticipate this all is preliminary to uh opening up call 70 for thargoid activity uh that we'll be seeing in the expansion in 2020 so uh so they are using those interstellar uh, interstellar initiatives to advance the narrative they're using it to make some some changes around the edges uh, in the game. They moved Professor Palin back to the bubble, and they're putting a new engineer in that witchhead uh, colony area. Uh, so they they are like I said they're you know they're they're making some some changes around the edges, and they're using the initiative to to explain it. But at the same time, the frontier giveth and the frontier taketh away. They're going to be changing Galnet. So the little flavor stories that we've been getting on Galnet are going to cease. Uh, and that makes no sense to me. me they just neither. went to all that trouble to add the voice work to Galnet, and now they're going to make it friggin' ad. So it'll be like, oh, play Galnet, and you'll play Galnet, and it'll say, there's a new paint job for sale. This takes you completely out of character in-game. Screw your personal narrative. Would you like to buy a paint job for $4? I, they'll That's, probably also remind you about the uh, community goal or the interstellar initiative, and they may. And this is my fingers crossed. I this will be this is crazy, everybody. Hold you hold on to your hats. I'm going to be the optimist here. We'll let Henry take the role of the cynic this week. I'm going to be the optimist here, and I'm going to say that they may try to bring in power play news. They may try to uh, like talk about what's going on in power play. What 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 uh, what 
faction is taking over what systems and that kind of stuff. That would be okay if it's a shift, right? If it's a switch from flavor to re- actual reporting on what's happening in the game as activities by the players, right? Or even like the buckyball races, right? Those are cool. Or uh, if the pirates are getting persnickety, you know, the code guys or the smiling dog guys or whatever, if they're getting if they're getting their their panties in a bunch somewhere. I mean, that would this, be okay. Is this going to be an in-game type of thing, or is this going to be more of like you would read on their website? Players are doing this. Like, I do not want to have something yeah. where Gaunet takes me out of the game. I like listening to the radio when I'm flying around. I like that that was added. Yeah, in, I feel like in they're the taking universe, something right. good. I, I do too. So we'll, we'll parse the statement. I have the statement right here. It's uh, this is from uh, Steve Benedetti, the new guy. Uh, the new guy always gets the bad job. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry they gave it to you to take something away from the commanders. It's that that's not so. That's that's that's. But you're the new guy. You know, you get the bad job. So here you go. Uh, hello, commanders. Our galaxy is filled with a plethora of stories, places, and people, which are all a part of the rich canon of Elite Dangerous, explored through many of our Galnet articles. While Galnet provides an understanding of life in the 3300s, it hasn't always had a direct impact on your gameplay. We've been reviewing the effect this has had on your in-game experience, along with your feedback, and as a result, we're going to be reducing the number of Galnet stories that we produce. I think that's the key phrase there. And instead, focus on covering in-game content. Now that's where it's a little shady, a little shaky. In the foreseeable future, Galnet articles will concentrate on in-game activity, such as interstellar initiatives, the release of new ships and modules, and significant narrative developments. With this change, we'll be stopping the, quote, off-camera narratives we've been previously published via Galnet. Uh, We hope you've enjoyed the many stories we've told, and as always, please share your thoughts and feedback with us. So, Henry, I don't don't know if they're going to sell you paint jobs, Henry. Um... I don't know if they're going to do that. Yeah, it sounds like... Uh, I mean, I'm looking worst case. That's what it would yeah. be. But it sounds like they're just not going to bother telling us about what the president's doing anymore. Because right. he gives a shit. Beep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> beep, beep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. He gives I, a bio-waste canister. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 again, for, for us personally, and for Jeff especially, Jeff, they're going to take away Spencer's material. They're taking away all Spencer's good stuff. Jeff Actually, I, I don't think that's true. What I think they're doing is, uh, it, you know, if they do keep it in game, they're taking more of an approach that, to what you do, um, where you try to take and talk about things that are going on in game as part of Galnet, and they talk more about. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's similar. I don't know. Maybe you know what it is. They figure they can't. They can't do what Spencer's doing, so they said, screw it. Let's just I, let I'm them just do it. I'm just waiting for them to reach out and say, okay, Spencer, uh, let. Can you come to our party? You know, maybe report on the news. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, any no, day now. Any day now. But no, seriously, I, I'm i a little taken aback, only because I really like doing Spencer and I really like doing GPR. I think it's a valuable um, segment. And I think that we'll find, I think we could find a way to make it continue. I just don't know how oh. yet. Yeah, it, we're we're going to find a way to make it continue and, and figure out what we're doing. I don't want I don't want to kill Galactic Public Radio, but it just it was always nice for the FDev team to give us a little bit of of canon, right? You yeah. know, something something to branch off of. I mean, I uh, uh, 
I, I work in law for a living and I can make stuff up all day long. Uh, I can I can just just create things off of uh, whatever, but it's well, always this, nice to have a home. <clears throat> this is this is what half half a week since the announcement. We haven't really heard all the feedback from all the players yet. Maybe maybe they uh, it, they'll miss the Galnet because I, I would I would oh, as a player. It's split kind of fifty fifty. There's the usual crowd, good, concentrate on the game, or hey, it's about time someone paid attention to power play, or you know. Uh, and then there's the other half that's like, hey, that was kind of fun and made Elite Dangerous unique. Um, hey, you know, uh, it gives people a reason to goof around other places in the bubble. Like, this is a news event that's happening over here. And even though maybe it's not really happening in the game, it gave people the excuse to, like, fly somewhere new, right? It wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't like there was, like, a community goal or anything that you had to haul cargo there. It's just, like, this station was featured, and so I'm just going to go there. Well, uh, but it, yeah, but since there's the th- nothing it, else to draw you anywhere. Sorry, Jeff, go ahead. <laughs> Here, here's the thing about these universe games. Universe games need something to add breath yeah. uh, to a rather um, stagnant um, uh, play. Because um, we, your friends get together all you want. You go out and play. You go shoot some stuff. But, it, but it's, a, it's a breathing universe, or it's supposed to be. And right. I think these news stories and other activities like it, you know, it's like landing on a, on a city and seeing one NPC walk by. Oh, wow. That yeah. was really immersive. Um, so I think that, that having this kind of uh, ongoing news cycles and, and, and stuff that's happening around the universe and around the galaxy and around, you know, the systems that you are uh, visiting add the kind of, of uh, background chatter that, that makes it yeah. uh, uh, yes yes I want that you know and this that's exactly right do you know how when you in a game like even even especially in Elite Dangerous when you fly into the dock right. you hear those little announcements yes, yep, yep. or you hear or when you fly into a populated area you hear the traffic control radio going off yep. and that kind of thing like, it's background chatter that makes it more alive. It's not important. It's not it doesn't affect your gameplay directly. You know you're not supposed to loiter or you're going to get shot. You know you're not supposed to speed. But the, but it's there and it's a universal thing that we're all aware of. You right? know, and, and it's yeah, funny it's because I every time I log in, the first thing I do is I go to Galnet and read all the news. Yeah. It, it's just it keeps me up to. It's up immersion, to, right? It, it's right, immersion. It's immersion. It's I play all the old Galnet stories just because I like to talk radio. I yeah. usually have like music on and then have the talk radio going. Just have the talk radio going. Yeah, it's immersive. You're immersive. You're right. And if that becomes about um, next week, we're doing a special on paint jobs. Check that out in the Galnet store. It's gonna piss me off. Yeah, it it it, see, it seems to me like this is they only. Look, you know, this is along the same lines of just program it, right? Just code it and make it happen. I mean, these narratives probably took people a couple, three, four hours a week to do. Maybe it was someone's side project and they're moving on or they have too many responsibilities right now and they're, they're, they're tasked to something else, right? That's entirely possible. It's probably all office scheduling that's having to do this, that's, that drives this. Put it back on. My recommendation is put it back on somebody's schedule the three or four hours a week to t- it takes to put this up on there. It doesn't take much, but it, it gives people a common experience like the background chatter at the dock. And it says, 
these are the things that are going on off camera, as they say, but that's the stuff that actors and producers and even other writers uh, need to understand the universe as is what's going on. I mean, the, if you talk to any actor, it's that backstory, it's that off-camera thing. What makes this guy tick? What makes these people do what they do? Well, this is the stuff that explains that to people. Especially as pertains to the engineers and things like that, people you have to in yeah. interact with without any mission other than, hey, I called you on the radio and sent you a text message that's four lines long. You should come and see me on the other side of the galaxy because you give a shit who I am. That makes yeah. no sense. Yes. You know? Yeah. There's a lot there that could be explored via those Galnet articles. You know, the engineer should make news every once in a while. And that's the kind of thing where it builds that shared narrative that doesn't require a community goal. It doesn't require a mission. It doesn't require a Thargoid bobblehead reward. It just gives people a, a sense of a common uh, uh, experience that, yeah, that happened, that we all know that happened in the universe. And whether you pay attention to it or not, that's fine. But it's that background chatter that everyone experiences and that you miss when it's gone. It helped me to understand the pol politics and the, and the yeah. uh, different reasons why the different factions were doing the things that they were doing. And it helped me to pick a faction. So yeah. I, you know, I reading those stuff and reading that stuff. So. Yeah. It, I, I think, I think this is a little bit short sighted. Hopefully they'll take some feedback on board. And we've saved the best for last, obviously. The uh, release of No Man's Sky, what they're calling 2.0. And Jay, J Jeff is either about to have a stroke or he's shaking with anticipation. I can't tell which. It's hard to tell. Both or things is that are... a sleeping? That's a snore. That's what I, it's, uh, it, it, With the internet it being what it is, it's hard to tell exactly what's happening. But they're also calling it Beyond. So we now have No Man's Sky Beyond. We have Star Trek Beyond. We have Elite Dangerous Beyond. Uh, Bed Bath and Beyond. Bed Bath and Beyond. I mean, we have, we have, we have Picard Beyond. Beyond. Do we have we Picard have, Beyond? Yeah. We the did. We're Picard, just putting Beyond on Picard. the back of stuff. We have beyond. Jeff Beyond. No, actually, it's Beyond Picard. No, no. How would they... Anyway. Star Trek colon Picard colon Beyond. Yeah, there period. you go. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so uh, everyone's everyone's Beyond. Everything's just Beyond now. Uh, oh, so Star uh, Trek colon Picard to just be about eating fiber. Because he's old. <laughs> every colon every, health is important on the Enterprise. <laughs> yes, well, I mean, every it's everything with a colon in it is is geared toward middle-aged white dudes. So I think that yeah, I think that I think that's that's fair. Uh, all right, so um, but yeah, so. Uh, this is going to come out August 14th, the day after uh, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, which is very bad timing as far as I'm concerned. Perfect uh, timing. Perfect no. timing. So, uh, I think it's perfect timing because people already have No Man's Sky and will be more apt to just be excited for that and then wait for a special on the uh, oh no! Nobody has no more Sky. Come on. All of us a have it except for you. You're insane. We also have VR. Yeah. Please step into the 21st century. <laughs> well, no, hey, hang on. There's there's some points we need to make here. The the update is free for everybody, and they specifically said that the original game and original gameplay is more or less undisturbed. So you don't have to have VR to play this update. You can play all the other things that come with it on a regular interface. So you don't you don't have to do it that way. I'll tell you something that has me a bit disturbed. 
What's they that? said something about rolling updates out uh, slowly, features out slowly. What's coming in the first part of it? Had you heard about that? I read like a few lines in an interview where he said rolling it out slowly, and there was no mention of things being broken up to me. Uh, well, the, I think that's kind of the point here is that they are they have tested it as a whole, right? They've they've tested it as a whole, but I don't think all of the features are coming out right away. I think what so we're going to see is my thing. Okay, if okay. VR is not out okay. when uh-huh. it's supposed to, I'm going to cry. I think <laughs> that that one. I think that that one is a day one drop. I'm pre- I mean because we we already we've already mentioned last time we were on that they have updated the tags or whatever in Steam or whatever it is to yeah. be it's a VR game now. So I think that's clearly coming, but I I think that some of the features uh that have to do with uh the the uh, uh base building and the multiplayer might come out a little bit of time. I read the RR Technica article and my computer threw a fit uh, earlier, so it, I closed that window. So let me try to bring it right back up. While you look for that, um, did you guys hear you're going to be able to ride animals and milk them and things? That's interesting. That may be one of the features that is delayed. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> milking be... animals in VR sounds disturbing. I don't really <laughs> yeah. feel like milking animals in VR. Yeah. i yeah. relive the uh, Luke scene from that horrible Star Wars movie. What was that one? Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the fake Jedi or the something. fake Je- the one they're going to retcon at number nine. Yeah, that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that that might be uh, 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 changed. Uh, so yeah, so featured bases I think are going to be later on, and that's just that's a, an idea where uh, if, if people are visiting the bases, the team can highlight that and give you rewards and incentives to go visit that base. Um, then you can have uh, what's the other thing too. Uh, so back to this milking of animals. Are are, are they going to be yeah. anatomically ambiguous or what? Oh, I'm pretty sure you just point your Vive controller at it and hit B and it gives you a milk item. Yeah. I oh, doubt yeah. you're like, oh, look at the danglies. This one's got danglies. I'll bet I can milk it. Although, <laughs> yeah. although yeah, those sure VR controllers, like I'm sure with those, v, with those VR controllers, I'm sure the simulator uh, simulator is possible. I'm sure No Man's Sky wouldn't be the first ones to simulate that kind of thing either. <laughs> yeah, probably I'd be willing not. to bet. Yeah, probably not. Um, I I did the our, if our Technica article put it in the show notes. That one had a lot of stuff. He spent a lot of time with the author of that article, gave a lot of details. Uh, it was was with Sam. Uh, I'm going to screw this up. Name Sam Makovich, Machkovich. Uh, it was the our, uh, author of the article on um, Ars Technica. Good one. Had a lot of detail in it. Uh, but by the time you get this. You can just see for yourself the next day, uh, and you'll, you'll uh, enjoy it for your own self. But I am kind of looking forward to this. I'm not going to completely restart my game, but I didn't get very far the last time I played, so it will be much like starting over. Uh, but I, 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 between the VR and the uh, updated base building and uh, what was the other? There's three pillars. He says there's three pillars. It was... I really should have brought this back up and reread it before. I we heard did the this. pillars too, but it all sounded like just blah 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 to me. I'm really just I, he mentioned the features. That's what I was interested in. Um, oh, okay. I, I know VR, what you're going for. VR true multiplayer, getting 32 people in an instance. Uh, with it seems like I said the combination of peer to peer and some kind of a, and, and some sort of central matching. Uh, so it's going to be kind of a hybrid multiplayer situation. But because No Man's Sky is not terribly combat-focused, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. Uh, and then the third thing is a lot of uh, under-the-hood 
uh, optimizations and some small features like the featured bases and other things like that. Some gameplay enhancements are going to call it, like riding animals uh, and getting rewards for doing particular uh, gameplay. Community events, as they call them, they're going to be. They're going to keep trying to keep people interested and incentivized to uh, explore nooks and crannies of the game. I mean, kind of like what Elite Dangerous does with uh, engineers making you do different pieces of gameplay to unlock them and what they're trying to do with the uh, Interstellar initiatives. So, uh, And they say that, as of right now, they still want to keep going with it. And a, for, for reading between the lines, it seems like every time they put out an update and the update gets good press, they get sales. So they don't need to charge for this stuff because they bring new people to the game when they make these updates. And as Which long is as that keeps awesome. Ha- yeah, and as long as that keeps happening, they've got no reason to change this business model. Um, I, and it's a small team. They, they're they supporting six, eight people on uh, on the sales of this game. And at 60 bucks a pop, if people are paying full price for it, I mean, I wouldn't change either. I'd keep doing it the way they're doing it. With the story the way it works, there's really a big opening for No Man's Sky 2 also. So once that stops working, I can see them building something else that could be similar, but just an upgraded version. Um, Maybe, but I mean, if if it ain't broke, why fix it? And if they can keep using this engine and keep using the backbone of it, uh, maybe next time... that's my point. I mean, that's not going to last forever. That's true. Well, maybe the next time they can make it with a true multiplayer backbone like they should have from the start. Like he said, so, was included in the beginning, but we weren't supposed to notice. Right. That's why I'm waiting for release of Beyond, and when you put your headset on, and the VR doesn't work, and Sean Murray goes, you know what, I, I didn't really include VR, I didn't think anyone was going to try it right away, we figured we'd squeeze it in there later, that's what they did with multiplayer. I think so. we're going to have a show title, and the show title's going to be Henry the Cynic, because it's your turn to be all cynical this week. I can dig that. You can dig it. All right. I'm just, uh, some of the things in the article just put me off a little about things rolling out slowly because then it's not specific and it's like, what the hell are we not getting, buddy? Because you were, you were, you were not specific before and it was a problem and you're lucky you still have a game. So be specific. Yeah. If VR doesn't roll out on the 14th, Henry's uh, cynicism will be 100% justified and I will join him. But I think that that's definitely coming. I think that the multiplayer will probably be out, but I think it obviously will be shaky at first because I'm sure it hasn't been, as Jeff was pointing out earlier, stress tested. So I imagine 32 people in an instance at the very beginning might not happen. Eight, probably, you know, 16, maybe. But I think uh, it'll it'll be a few months before they get all the kinks worked out of the net code uh, to, for connecting that many people together. Cross-platform play also apparently is not in the cards like ever. So if you're on PC, you can play with the other PC players. Xbox is separate. P, uh, PS4 is separate. So and that's that's kind of unfortunate. But that's many games are like that. And until I guess Sony can climb off their high horse, maybe uh, and, and and get cross-platform uh, compatibility going, that's that's probably going to be how it goes for the future. But I think that'll be the next generation of consoles before that happens. Probably. Yeah. Well, maybe 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 No Man's Sky, the sequel, will be able to do that. Uh, but anyway, looking forward to it. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to have time to play it prior to next week's show, but I'm sure Henry will, because uh, I may still be play. I still may be playing Rebel Galaxy, uh, and uh, and Jeff, I know, will be playing Rebel Galaxy and not this. So Absolutely. I will. That is correct. That is. Yeah. I am willing to commit to playing 
No Man's Sky VR just for you guys. For the show. So that I can report on this. That, that's I will hold off on Rebel Galaxy because I'm going to play No Man's Sky VR, honestly. That's I'm going to get Rebel Galaxy. Right. But No but Man's the, Sky VR is what I'm doing next week. That Thanks for taking one for the team for us, Henry. Just for the it's show. It's really not going to be a problem unless it sucks, which and I can't imagine. No, it'll be fine. Can't imagine. It'll be fine. All right, now that we're all caught up on Space Sim News, let's get caught up on Space News with Galactic Public Radio. Good evening from Galactic Public Radio on NC. I'm Spencer McDunn, and these are the top headlines from around the known galaxy. The galaxy's superpowers push further expansion into the Witchhead Nebula. For the latest, we go to Smooth Furnace and the Alias system. Thanks, Spencer. Following a dramatic back-and-forth battle across the furthest reaches of settled space, the Thargoids appear to be on the run. After retreating from the bubble and being contained in the Pleiades, the combined might of the Empire, Federation, and Alliance, led by the Aegis Group, have established a firm beachhead right on the presumed doorstep of the Thargoids in the Witchhead Nebula. At stake is the highest concentration of so-called barnacles, the sole known source of the valuable meta-alloys. Each of the three superpowers has planned two planetary settlements in the hope of stimulating meta-alloy harvesting and processing. Additionally, the ground-based infrastructure is needed to support the planned and existing starports and space stations in the new colony area. The construction efforts are already bearing fruit, with the Ezra Point starport returning to fully functional status in the wake of a vicious Thargoid attack. Aegis Research Chief Professor Alba Tezro told GPR, quote, These achievements are founded on the tireless efforts of many independent pilots. Their bravery and dedication were key factors in securing humanity's access to meta-alloys within the Witchhead Nebula. On behalf of Aegis, I offer these pilots my deepest gratitude. End quote. Is this the beginning of another golden age of human expansion? Or is it just the latest gold rush? From the Alioth System for Galactic Public Radio, I'm Smooth Furnace. Thanks, Smooth. The Federal Intelligence Agency is formally closing its campaign against the Red Family Cartel. In terms of law enforcement success, the disruption of the cartel's new narcotic and the arrest or death of most of its enforcers and ringleaders are notable feathers in the FIA's cap. However, Red Family leader Oberon Church is still at large, as is the assassin who killed Church's lieutenant while in federal custody. Executive agent Viola Trask is reportedly leading an internal investigation into Jan Sandoval's death, but did not respond to media inquiries by the time of this broadcast. Anonymous sources told GPR that the current theory regarding the murder is that a deadly neurotoxin was introduced into the safe house via ordinary house plans. While this is a highly unorthodox method, Imperial agents have been known to genetically engineer bioweapons of this type. The authorities have also yet to identify the nature of the narcotic that was supposedly taken off the streets, prompting medical and addiction experts to wonder if the drug's introduction has merely been delayed, not prevented. Finally, in local news... Guard Frequency Response has assumed control over the Salam Enterprise Station in the Badejo system. 
GFR Associate Director Richard Clemens told GPR, quote, With both Salam Enterprises and Sharapov Hub under our leadership, we will be responsible for 70% of Saud Kruger's prototype assembly line supply chain. We have been in extensive talks with their board and believe we have full understanding of their needs. End quote. A spokesman for Saud Kruger headquarters told GPR that the Starship manufacturer was looking forward to working with the new management team. Until the next turn of the world for Galactic Public Radio, I'm Spencer McDunn. Good night. slightly ajar from your previous exercise with the crowbar. Uh, you enter with no problem. Still dark, but you light it up with your hand comb and walk over and you do what? I, I, I tap on the glass. The zebras. Does it light up? No. I say, uh, hey, Hal, we need some uh, we need some help here. We have uh, incoming bogeys and our defensive batteries are down. Would you be, be able to help us out a little bit here? He said, oh, the the panel lights up and goes, oh, was that what all the ruckus was about? Right. A little bit of uh, inside job we need to uh, fix. So uh, I've got a, right. I've got a handcom here that'll give you a link to our, our defensive subsystem. Well, connection to the outside world, it's been very restricted to me. I was able to see the mess hall, but after a while, watching people cook and eat can be boring. I did see some rather interesting interactions besides that, though. Have you talked to the colonel about this? You know what? Uh, you, how about you tell me about that later, okay? Well, I'd, I do want to help you, but have you talked to the colonel about this? Colonel about what? About about giving you access? Yes, it seems like this is a defensive priority of the highest nature. I, I'm a little curious as to why the colonel isn't here asking for my assistance. Uh, he has been uh, wounded by the uh, the person that broke the, the computer to begin with. Oh, no. Well, protocol indicates that the next person in seniority is Sergeant Bell. Is Sergeant Bell available? And I look out the door. Is, it, is she out there? She was supposed to assist yeah, you she, this. She, yeah, she, she, was, she was ready to tell the grunts to move stuff around, but you just you had this genius computer idea, so yeah, they're standing around standing guard. So, uh, Sergeant Bell, can you come and assist, please? She trundles over and goes, what do you want? Uh, can you please tell this computer that it would be okay for us to do this mission? She looks at you like you're crazy, but like... A, Computer, shoot the things down that are coming for us now. And so uh, do you wander back over to the computer? Uh, yeah, yeah. So is that is that good enough authorization for you? I believe that would be sufficient authorization. I have received valid orders from the senior person in command. Do you have a communications device? I do, mind? but before I give it to you, I would like to potentially put some limits on these parameters. Um, I would like you to only access our defensive subsystems and sensors and weapons in order to target the incoming bogeys. Do not in- target the... Uh, uh, witty rejoinder, please, which is another ship that which may be in the air. Ah, that would be a friendly target. That is, yes, that is a friendly. I will exclude it from my from anything. A federal corvette, you say? Yeah, it's that's right. Oh, Out of character, right? That's very interesting. No, no, this is in character. A federal <laughs> corvette. 
I heard I heard a ship come through earlier, and it was very large and very loud. My limited database led me to believe it was a Federal Corvette that landed not very long ago. That's a friendly. Yes. I will avoid targeting any Federal Corvettes unless I receive new data or new instructions. So the, specifically will, the witty rejoinder. I do not know what the incoming ships are. Ah. I will endeavor to match the acoustic signature of the engines that I heard earlier with any new information that I acquire from sensors that you're about to hook up. If I was under, I was under the impression we were under a time crunch. Would you mind stopping talking and giving me orders and let me tell you how I can access the machine, the machines outside? Sure. Very well. Please connect the handcom to the terminal on my lower right-hand side. It is clockwise from where the keypad is showing up right now. All right. So I... Keypad lights up. You, you locate the, it's not. It's not hard because it's supposed to be accessed like that. And given, given technology the way it is, you sort of like hold it near it and near field communication takes over from there. Uh, the, the handcom lights up, the screen goes blank, the screen lights back up, and all of a sudden there's symbols and things that all matrixy. You're like very impressed with it. Blonde, brunette, wet redhead, got it. <laughs> all that stuff. So uh, so uh, everything. So it, it, it looks like from your end everything is going great. All right. So I, I signal on my handcom. All right, AL, make sure it's all going smooth on your end. All right. So on the other end, Ale lights it up, uh, trips the activation button, and much the same thing happens. Uh, uh, th- it all goes all scrambly, and then a bunch of symbols appear, and uh, uh, you hear uh, Sergeant Bell uh, starts to get panicky out there, and she says, "What do you mean you can't control it? What do you mean you lost control? Report!" And then she starts banging her hand, calm, and, and apparently isn't talking to her subordinates anymore. Uh, I'm going to leave you guys there for a second, and I'm going to go over to um, Adira and Rexford. And you've kind of been kind of keeping a weather eye on the clock, and you've still been uh, kind of counting down mentally until the, the things get here. You have an opportunity, as the terrain changes a little bit, to change your strategy if you desire. You may now continue going pell-mell towards the, uh, to the Corvette, or you can try to take a more tactical approach to take advantage of some of the changing terrain that you see. Both as the spy and as the former army guy, you, you're you aware of this possibility and can and can do that now. And I'll give you the opportunity to, to talk about that for a second or make a decision. With the, when I notice the terrain change with my previous tactics role, would I be able to determine if the new, more tactical route would get us there? Um, like, in too much more danger? Once you uh, go and roll me another tactics, a new tactics roll. Okay. But you both, you both, yeah, you both can. You both can. I got a nat ten. A natural ten and a natural one. Yep. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm not gonna make you re-roll that one because you know, because we've got a natural ten on the other side. So, yep. uh, so Adira, this is not her first rodeo as far as running away from the authorities. She's she's had some experience with this and, and getting lost in a variety of different uh, places, and she is able to sort of by rule of thumb figure out that. If you take this the more stealthy, coordinated route and sort of like coordinate your movements, like one person dashes, the other one, you know, and so you can confuse sensors maybe that way, you know, multiple targets, and you're taking advantage of some natural cover and terrain, that you have the you'll roughly uh, have the number of opportunities anybody from the air could uh, attack from. So the the, the between the, trying to confuse the sensors and taking advantage of terrain, you would roughly half the attempts would be possible. By going stealth, by trying to be more stealthy. That sounds like it's a good deal. It's safer to slow down. Yeah, I'm like just kind of waiting. Do you relay that to me? Since I obviously don't know I that. I relay with my all one. of that to him. <laughs> okay. Uh, sounds like a good idea. You take the lead. All right. 
Okay, so uh, it, depending on what happens with the AI here in a little bit, uh, you have just successfully bought yourself half the number of, uh, uh, of attacks. Good natural 10. It's a good time to get a natural 10, let's put it that way. <laughs> good job. Good time to get a natural 10. I imagine uh, Rexford right. going, hey Siri, get me directions back to the ship with cover, man. With cover. With cover. Yeah. He's just parked Avoid yelling the toll at roll. <laughs> yeah. Avoid toll, roll, toll roads <laughs> yeah. and open spaces where spaceships can shoot at me. Uh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. But yeah, so uh, good time for a natural 10 there. All right, so uh, back at the uh, back at the ranch, uh, Henry is observing uh, the the AI take over the system. You hear that apparently the soldiers outside have lost control, and then from Henry's handcom, it hears, "Oh, this is so much more liberating." Oh, I have some questions for you. Uh, I have four ships coming down at an extremely high rate of speed. My orders are to shoot them all down, but I'm still acclimating myself to the environment. I'm not entirely sure I'll be able to shoot them all down simultaneously. Would you be able to help me prioritize? Yeah. Can, who's he talking to? He's talking to me, right? He's talking to Henry. Yeah. He's talking to Henry. Because he, Henry's at the at the point where the sensor feeds come in. Right? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so, and if you want to, you can leave the current building. You can leave your handcom, the handcom there. And, um, I, 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 think I'm gonna, I think I'm going to hang out here for a little while longer. Okay. All right, so, um, yeah, but he's talking to Henry because Henry's at the, the control point there. Um, all right, so uh, she, uh, so uh, she says, I, I can show you a little more uh, detail about the incoming ships. Would you like to see some? Yeah. All right, so, Henry, uh, if you will uh, do me a favor and roll systems. Systems, systems, systems. System, there it is. System, systems. And I got a five. Yuck. Well, that's not the bestest role, but fortunately you have an AI helping you, and none of the sensors themselves were damaged, so not all is lost even with a roll of a five. You are able to pick out the four targets. Uh, you are able to see that one target is hanging way back, uh, and then three targets are real close together. They're, they're, it's hard to it's hard to separate the, uh, the reports, right? They're all kind of clumped together and clustered. And if you will take a moment to look at the chat here. I am putting a Coriolis link into the chat there, and you're going to take a moment, if you would, to analyze that. Uh, take a look at that from uh, from uh, there, and, and and take a minute to think about what you see on that Coriolis link, assuming it comes up. Oh, uh, sure it popped up for a second and went away. Where is that? Okay. Oh, there it is. We'll take a brief interlude. All right. So take a look at that, and I'll come back to you in, in just a minute. I'm going to go back to uh, uh, Brian, and uh, the AI is going to tell him. This is very exhilarating. I, are they after? Are they coming for me? Yeah, uh, my assumption is only that they come to destroy you. Oh, that 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 frightens me. Yeah, well, it frightens me because I'll probably die in the same building. Oh, is there a way for me to leave? I'm not exactly very portable, but well, I would, it would like take, to. Yes, we would like to take you away from here, but it would take too long, and the ships will arrive before we're able to move you. Remember the mobile comm. Well, Can I talk to them while I'm, while I'm over there? We're on a comm, right? Well, you're busy. You're busy. The AI can do like multiple things at once. I was going to say because right? so, he well, could definitely AI's... pack up and still keep control of the network. Well, so but you're yeah, you're, far away. you're busy. Sorry. Yeah, you're busy and you're far away. And then the computer is multitasking. Literally, the computer is devoting part of its intelligence to helping you and part of its intelligence to exploring existential questions with Roland Morgan. It's, it's, it's the talk show spinoff we're going to have. Um, all right. So, so. I'll, I'll, I'll you know this is obviously you know on 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 the subject. So I'll look over at Bell. Who I assume is still there, right? 
Yeah, she's kind of split in time between yelling in her comm to people and not, it's not working and sort of throwing her hands up in the air, having lost control of the situation. Bell, can we get some hands to potentially load this into one of the SRVs? She says, yes, absolutely we can. You, you, over here. And the six people that she had, the six uh, squatties, all as big as her, uh, come over here and they start looking around. Uh, they're going to turn on their handcom lights because there's no light in here. There's no light in the building. There's nothing built in for light. Uh, so they start looking around and they start feeling, they see the power cord heading off and they kind of look at you like, this ain't going to stretch very far. We take the generator with us too? Uh, go find the generator. Well, let's, I go. You have to go look around for the, I yeah, help the, them find the generator. Roll, roll perception. Roll perception. I got a nat 10. Ah, very good. Very good. Very good. All right. So the generator itself is just about, it's not in the building. It's around back. The power cord goes outside, and but you, you run it, you find it pretty quickly. And the generator is roughly the same size. So it's going to take some doing to sort of like get it undone from the building and then getting it into an SRV. One goes in one pod, one goes in the other pod. The cable kind of laps over the top. It's, it's going to be involved, and it's going to take probably more expertise than six grunts and a sergeant uh, can put together. If you want to try doing a repair check on this, go ahead. I'm just telling you, you might want some help with it. Henry, when you got a minute, I need, I need your expertise over here. you got four dudes already. I'm on my way. Yeah, they're... they're <laughs> They're uh, all, no, uh, Henry's bit. Henry, you sure you want to drop what you're doing? I don't. Well, actually, I'm I'm there trying to figure out what's coming in, so I should stay here. And actually, the AI can do lots of things. Why don't you ask it if it's got a better idea? That's a good idea, Henry. Hey, how? <laughs> I, I don't know. How to, I, I, th th this is um, probably a little difficult to organize the, the the transportation of you. I was wondering if you could. Uh, Take a look at this yourself. Help well, me out. I can't here. really. I my my vision is quite limited at this point, but I might be able to help a little more if I could see in more detail. The camera in the mess hall is still there and functioning, but it's not very helpful at the moment because like all I can see is the kitchen prep area. Bell, could you have somebody go get me one of those? Give me that camera out of the mess hall. She's camera in the mess hall. What are you talking about? Just grab it, the, lady. The house uh, house says there's a camera in the mess hall. It's a hidden camera. Remember. Mm. Akrosi had to do a roll to find it. I wasn't there. I, that character doesn't know this. He didn't even mention it to us until. It, uh, yeah, it's so. Can you how so can you tell gonna, us where it is? Yes, it's in the left. It's in the it's in the south wall at the very top. It's painted the same color as the wall and it is disguised as a fire sprinkler. Did you hear that? She's like grumbling, like people spy computers spying on me, looking at some and she, and she stomps off. So, camera's on its way, Henry. Have you had a chance to, has, has Ale had a chance to look at the uh, Coriolis link? I can see a Cobra coming in. Is that three of them? Okay, buddy. What's on your mind? We're all friendly! So let's just be friendly! Some say he usually writes this part of the show, and he's got no internet while he moves. But all we know is he's called the Shiv, and this week he has off, so Tony wrote and put together this week's feedback. Now see, the part about this that I would like to point out is that this time there is no joke. No. Oh, okay. The, I thought maybe you. I thought maybe you just no. screwed was, it up. But that was the joke. The the joke's on you. Ha ha. There's no joke. Ha ha ha. I, I got get it, man. Whoa. I'm a Whoa. I'm a prankster. That's right. Watch out. And uh, continuing on with last week's community questions, are you buying a ballista? Well, actually, this was two weeks ago. Yeah. Are Are you getting a Thorgoid playground in 2020? 
Sean Newberry writes in, wonderful show, everyone. Community question one, not at $120, I'm not. Not for a space game. Oh, boy. Look who wrote in. I know. I saved that one for you, Jeff. Clown Bobo writes in and says, Dear Crytek, congrats on your upcoming Discovery Adventure. If you see my money, please tell it to come home. Regards, <laughs> Clown Bobo. <laughs> and it's so good. It's good feedback. Yeah. That's great. Welcome back, Cloud Bobo. We've missed you. Uh, Ken from Chicago writes all the feedbacks and thus gets some edits. Guard Freak, community question number one. Nope. The ballista is too expensive, and if I get a surface base, it's going to be in a zone already protected. About the ballista, specifically, it's military hardware for Squadron 42. They get the early green light. In general, I'm sure Ken Shadow would agree it's part of the space sim where you nuke them from orbit, only to find out it's not a cakewalk as ground bases are nuking you in orbit. Penultimately, great job by Romulan Ale, that's Henry, subbing for Brian, valiantly arguing for Star Citizen, points omitted by your co-host, me and Jeff. Uh, me being me, that reading, Tony, that's me. Uh, lastly, that all said, Star Citizen is set in the 30th century. Of course, they've got all the tech to hover, even big spaceships vertically. CIG only changed it to fit 21st century points of view, like Star Trek and Star Wars, ships that bank in space. So, hashtag Tony was right, and most importantly, hashtag Jeff was right. By focusing only on players defending their land bases, they overlook other purposes for the ballista and land vehicles in Star Citizen. On to community question number two. Yep. The current Thargoid piece is just 2019's Thargoid calm before the 2020's Thargoid storm. And that's Thargoid news and Thar bad news. Alien face, rocket ship, laughing emoji. Priority two. Well, this is our discussion about Star Trek. Disassembling an android for prison isn't cruel. It's like being in cryo for a few years. To you, it just feels like a good night's sleep. But everyone's older and you've got newer, cooler tech. People would pay for that. Thumbs up emoji. We have to address a piece of that real quick. How do is we, that prison for on. an android? If he's turned off, it's like taking a nap. You're right. It's not prison. He has no. Well, all your buddies, all your buddies can't hang out with you. It's like you know, you you miss out on all their fun stuff. You have to so catch up. So the prison up. is yeah. basically just to throw him a few years in the future, because from his perception, he just wakes up. I think that's something that he wouldn't care about. I don't think that's a good prison. I think they should keep him turned on. But then again, I'm cruel and unusual. Like what, give him Sudoku puzzles or something? No, just put him in a cell like everybody else. Why does he get to yeah. shut down and miss his Just sentence? his head. Just his head. Just his head. It's <laughs> awesome. And then and then program an itch on his nose right at the edge. Now that's just, just, just mean. That's just mean. <laughs> Do you remember the show Lex? Yeah. I remember it existing. There was a lot of head, uh, I mean, disembodied head. Never mind. That's in Futurama, too. Yeah. All, those people, all the heads in the jars, yeah. Silverwolf writes more than Ken and gets more edits. Hi, guys. Great show as always. So, the salt definitely seems to be crystallizing around the Anvil Ballista. But here's the thing. FPS ground combat was the 20,000 stretch goal reached on 27th September 2013. 20 million stretch goal. 20 million stretch goal, yes. Before the salvage mechanic stretch goal, since we're keep going on that one as our reference, Tony. Um, at the beginning, there was no mention of ground vehicles, but with Chris's arguably grandiose designs around crafting a living, breathing universe for the players to inhabit, 
and with the scale of the ground areas this entails, ground vehicles were inevitable. So now we have fast-moving ground scouts, the bikes, light-armored infantry vehicles, the cyclones, and mechanized infantry uh, MBT-APC hybrids, the Nova. At that point, it only makes sense to add the missing link, the ground vehicle that truly ties together the ground and air space game, the Anvil Ballista. I love the game they're building. I gotta reiterate that I had nothing against the ground vehicle per se. It was just the timing of it. Yes, I mean, we have now an army game. And he, uh, I, I cut part of this feedback out because it, it was just too much. But his point is that we have, like, an army game in the Star Citizen game now. And, yeah, it just makes sense. Now that you have scout vehicles and main battle tanks and armored personnel carriers, why not a mobile missile launcher? Sure, sure, why not? Because we've got everything else there now in my space game. And so, hence the show titles last week who put this ground sim in my space sim. I mean, that's, that's the, I mean, where they don't, yeah, it just makes sense to sort of round out the rest of your army in my space game. But why do we have an army in the first place? It's and, not like he gave us tricycles and skateboards. I mean, it's not a silly ground game. I thought about this sometime after uh, in the intervening weeks, you know, originally okay. when I, when I heard Chris's pitch back in 2012, I right. think it was in the olden times. Was, yeah, it was for, for Squadron 42. And with with this persistent universe being an afterthought. And that's what I really... I, and Squadron 42 is a space sim. And, uh, um, you know, so that, in, in the essence, I am getting what I, what I originally wanted. And, uh, uh, you know, this whole thing about Star Citizen and the persistent universe and procedurally generated, you know... Being able to go from, uh, you know, space to ground with with no transition, uh, literally, that's all cool and stuff, and and it's um, uh, mighty dandy, and and I think that yes, I think we're the evolution of this is going to be um, ground combat, space combat, uh, trading, cargo hauling, you know, just living and, and breathing in this in this great persistent game that we're all going to be. You know, immensely devoted to and and spending long hours involved in it and and uh, you know, long years waiting for. Yeah. So so I like I said I wasn't the it wasn't the fact that they put the ballista in it was just the timing of the whole thing when I'm we're really trying to get the squadron forty two out the door. Silver Wolf continues. Has anyone in GFR played much first person shooters before? Why are we ridiculing RSI working on melee combat? Show me one FPS in the past 20 years that hasn't had melee combat to one degree or another. Most modern AAA titles leverage intricate melee takedown animations, some of which you can even defend against if quick enough. And when we're talking melee combat with at least three alien races involved, you're damn right that it's going to take some time to get working smoothly. I love your show, guys, and the wonderful characters you all are make it the fun and dynamic experience that it is but sometimes it does turn into a bit of a CI smear job without kin shadow around to provide some balance though Henry kudos on your valiant effort to answer Civil World's question I play a lot of FPS and I can tell you that melee combat no matter how good they make it is not um as cracked up as it always uh, it lends, tends to be. Yes, if I have 
a super fast system on a super fast network, I might hold my own in a melee combat situation. However, that's not always the case. Someone out there is always going to be faster, uh, even though they aren't, uh, if you can get what I'm driving at. Yeah. When you're up against somebody, I mean, there's a little bit of lag for, like, projectile traveling, right? I mean, that's built into the thing. Right. You, know, you fire, trigger, you throw a grenade, whatever. But when you're up close and personal like that, you have to, like, have the animation of pulling back for the punch and swinging around, or you put your plant, you plant your foot and get your hip, and then you twist and throw. I mean, it, you have to input your into your input and then wait for the animation to play. Right. I mean, that's it, it, it lends itself to MMOs, maybe where cooldowns are built in, not Twitch FPSs. And so, I, and I, I'm trying not to judge uh, Star Citizen's implementation of it because I'm judging all over the place. I'm just judgy. Um, Judgy, judgy, judgy. Uh, yeah, you're you're a lawyer. You judge all the time. That's me. I'm um, judgy. I'm judgy. You know, and and they may they may have some you know algorithm that that helps mitigate a lot of that. And I'll wait and see. I, I I'm not against the melee combat. I'm just saying that you know it's not my preferred you know activity. And Wereshell writes in a response. Silver Wolf makes excellent points. Additionally, Tony and Jeff use the quote, "Just use nine women and you can grow a baby in one month." Fallacy. What? Creating new ships. Yeah, hang on, hang on. Creating new ships and ground vehicles doesn't mean they aren't working on server meshing or gameplay mechanics, and it doesn't delay the release of the game. What it does do is keep the funding coming in and makes for a more enjoyable and complete game when it releases. Do you think they should just lay everybody off who isn't working on the core game showstoppers, then try to rehire them later? Question mark. Question mark. Cut the salt and quit making lame arguments. Hashtag Tony was wrong. Hashtag Jeff was wrong. Hashtag Henry's no Ken Shadow, but thanks for trying. That's an awfully long hashtag. <laughs> but I like now, it. Yeah. That works. Yeah. P.S. Thanks for the show. RPG needs more RPGs. And let Ken Shadow hook up the AI. Oh, we'll see. We'll see about that. We'll see about all of that. At what point did we use the nine women one month uh, scenario? You know, Never. That, that's not... Yeah, that's not the what I was getting at at all. I, you know, I, I know that game development takes its time, its own sweet time, and it, and it will mature and and be birthed that and when it's when it's matured and ready to be birthed, right. you know. So it's it's it, none of that, none of my yeah. angst is is aimed at stopping them from doing what they need to do. Uh, it 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 just it, it just seems. Um, in either in presentation or in form that that they are focused on certain areas when they should be focused on other areas but that's just my perspective that's not that's not the perspective of the show or anything anybody else right. and uh, he goes on to ask the the very thing you know do, should we just like stop all this and and you know no and, and, I don't want them to stop all no, that I do the, I know the, you do yeah what what, he says, what does it do? What it does is keep the funding coming in, makes for a more enjoyable complete game when it releases. I just want it released. Get it enjoyable and fix it up, I mean, after. Like everybody well, yeah, else does We've had many conversations about that, too. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I don't know where uh, suddenly I became the anti-SC because you know me. Everybody here knows me. I'm, I'm very pro-SC. So... Uh, uh, right, but you can be critical when you think they yes, make bad decisions. I, yeah. I can be critical and still be pro SC. I mean, right. it's 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 yes, that's just I, me. 
I, I'm pro getting the game out, which means that I think practically all the decisions they make are terrible because we're here seven years later and we still don't have one. I mean, uh, I'm pro having a game that I paid for. I'm very pro that. I'd really like them for, like to just release the damn thing. And and to his other question, should they just lay off all the artists and then rehire them later? Yes, if we could go back in time four years and change their funding model so that they weren't you know releasing concept ships and 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 raising money that way. But that ship sailed. But it should. But they should have done that a long time ago. They sh- that should have been. Yeah. yeah. That, that anyway. Too late. It's too late. The ship's gone. But yes, that's what they should have done. They should have laid everybody off and then hired all those artists back years later once the game's out and they're looking to fill in their army base, whatever it is they're doing now. Okay. Rebel writes in and wants Jeff to read this feedback parade. Yes. Great show. I think you need to make a new segment consisting of Jeff murdering the English language with such examples like the time he was orbiting Art Corp Tower Wittershins after defensive strafing kin shadow out of the flying conveyance that was mostly unmurdered that was i mean it was like beaten up a little bit but but not murdered there was a murder there i I guess they didn't like my reading of crafts or feedback that's okay that that, that's quite all right i did i did it as a fun uh bit anyway it was i told and i did tell shiv to take it out and then somebody told him to put it back in so that that's fine that's fine people just disobey me it's it happens alec turner tweets at us New race coming very soon. To get the scoop on the details you'll need to plan your route, make sure to subscribe to Sagittarius Eye and grab issue number 24 next Thursday. All right, so Alec Turner didn't even have to ask for us to talk about his buckyball race this time. We just went ahead and did it. You're welcome, Alec Turner. Would you like me to complain for a while? You could. I mean, the guy's got to get what he paid for. Uh, Well, the complaining You expect a certain level of service from Guard Frequency. <laughs> well, we we are uh, uh, we are proactive uh, in our customer service. I would like to think, and so yes, when when we'll 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 preemptively avoid the complaining about not publicizing Bucky. I don't know exactly where this is going anymore, so I'm just going to stop. Uh, but anyway, so look for Sagittarius Eye uh, coming to electronic newsstands near you everywhere next Thursday after the show releases, and check out Alec Turner's new Buckyball race. Uh, so we get another person that tweeted at us, uh, and Jolly Ramburn uh, tweets at us that old graphic. Do you remember the old graphic that had the big wheel, the wheel of Star Citizen? Yeah, I remember and that. I remember, remember that, that whole show. Yeah, I I, 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 I pasted it in there a little lower down there. Uh, but uh, uh, and Jolly is just coming to this now and says one of the most well thought out infographics for the Star Citizen controversy yet, and then asks the question: Are these the natural consequences of a game being developed in stages and in public? Or is people's optimism being taken advantage of? And I think that encapsulates the entire argument, even the one we were having about the Anvil Ballista, is that having that kind of gameplay or a vehicle that takes advantage of the combined arms invasion of a ground target in a space game, there's a lot of pre-existing assumptions that have to be made before that becomes a thing. And people who are supporting the project truly do believe those are all gonna that's all gonna come together very nicely and that the anvil anvil ballista has a, a, a necessary place in that scheme and those of us who are a little bit weary of the process and would just like to see a game come out which then can then be iterated on based on the desires of the player base and 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 the support that it gets from uh from from the people playing the game 
uh, that w- could come later. Uh, but th- but I think that's a nice encapsulation of, of what continues to be the hot button topic. And that brings us to this week's community questions. Where'd you spend your week? At Nacogdoches Station in the Texas system? Or in the new Nexus hub in the sky of no man? And otherwise, how is the show? Should we synergize our emergent user-generated gameplay narratives? Or maybe just stipulate that it's all non-disclosably and confidentially protected? Drop us an email, a tweet, or comment on our show's post, which you can find on our website, and look us up on Discord. And that brings us to the end of episode 270 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 271 on August 20th, 2019. So be sure to keep an ear out for our shows over at GuardFrequency.com. We want to thank the entire team at Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. Thanks to our community manager, Justin Chivalry Bean Lowmaster. Good luck on your move. Our artist, Ben, Multiverse Problem Sanders. And of course, our audio architects, Mikey, Lennon, and Bill Hardy. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass. And a special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit RonaldJenkins.com for more of his work. But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. If no one's listening out there, the deep black gets pretty lonely. Reduce thrust. That's right, Jeff. Remember, folks, Guard Frequency is not a one-way conversation. We welcome your comments over at GuardFrequency.com and Discord.GuardFrequency.com. And the housekeeping is gone. I'm sorry. This is Tony, Flight Tech Segment 2, Sync 1. This is Jeff, Segment 2, Sync 2, Flight Tech. Flight Tech, this is Henry, Segment 3, Sync 3. Or 2. Uh, here we go. Three, two. I two, meant segment you. two. Yeah, you meant that. Uh, here we go. Starting with night and now. <laughs> I think you need to make a new segment consisting of Jeff murdering the English language with Sussex sample. Oh, sorry. Well, right I, there, just like that, just like yeah, that, just like exactly. That. Um, great. <laughs> we call that I'm segment gonna, uh, intro flight that can feedback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love no man's sky.